This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Best of Taz and Jim Podcast. More flurries possible. Looks like we could see flurries next couple days. So more snow on the way if you're a fan of shoveling or if your wife is a fan of shoveling. But if your wife is a fan of shoveling, don't post a video of her shoveling snow on social media unless you want to get canceled. Good Lord, is this guy ever dealing with it? There's this Manitoban politician. He's the Minister of Economic Development and Jobs. His name is John Reyes. And he posted a photo of his wife. Uh, you know, it looks like it's, you know, mid-morning or something like that. And she's shoveling the laneway. A lot of snow. It is, it is Manitoba after all. And he uh, tweets out the picture. Even after a 12-hour night shift at the hospital last night, my wife still has the energy to shovel the driveway. God bless her and all our frontliners. Time to make her some breakfast. Pray hands or whatever you, whatever you call that emoji. Thank you. The thank you emoji. Sure, okay. Yeah. And people are jumping down. It's like, how dare you? Wait. Wait, your wife just pulled a 12-hour shift and now she's shoveling while you're inside? I, I kind of get it, but he also has a job. It's relatively important. Uh-huh. And, and she went online after and also said, I didn't ask him. I went out and did it after him. It was my own choice. I did it. But I'm just shocked how many people, and especially how many women on Twitter, are jumping down this guy's throat for allowing his wife to shovel the lane. Like, aren't we in 2021? Can the guy... Like, did the guy have to shovel the laneway every time? Yeah. Like, I do. I, I don't mind doing it. But if a woman decides, I'm going to shovel the laneway today. I'm scared to say anything, Jim. I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can say anything that's not going to get people upset on this topic. Well, get upset then, you, losers. You could, say, you could say equality. What happened to equality? Like, this guy is treating his wife as a complete equal. She can shovel, he can shovel, whoever shovels, shovels. Yeah. And I think, and there's like so many people on Twitter thinking they're owning him by saying, shouldn't she be cooking you the breakfast and you be shoveling? How is, what? And I bet you many of these people fancy themselves quite the progressive. But they, you know, but they see this and they can't help but jump down a guy's throat for no reason. If he had posted a video of his wife making him breakfast and tweeted, just got in from shoveling, thank goodness my wife was in the kitchen making me breakfast while I was out there, he'd probably get the same reaction. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Like, to, to counter my argument a little bit, Taz, he was also up at 2.45 a.m. tweeting about the International Tennis Tournament going on in Australia. So, he is, <laughs> you know, he may have had some time yeah, to uh-huh. do it himself. Uh-huh. But still, it just it, it bothers me how, it, even now, people think that they're, like, winning an argument by saying that the guy should be out there. I, uh, I have a neighbor, and I won't mention him by name because I, I know what a what a hot button topic this is and I don't want to get him into trouble his wife eight months pregnant Mm -hmm. saw her shoveling the driveway the other day good honor she's awesome yes it's like you see that you should be saying hey look at her getting some exercise and doing some work not where's her damn husband well I do say that to my neighbor I'm like how do you what's your secret (laughs) (laughs) how do you get away with that that is incredible. Yeah, yeah. She mows the lawn. She does all the the trimming with the huh. the whipper snipper. Hey, it's, hey, it's great exercise, fresh air. Yeah, get her done. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Best of Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, yesterday was National DJ Day, 
And we want to thank all the, the Taz and Jim listeners who sent us notes, very, very kind words. Uh, we appreciate you responding because we were totally fishing for them <laughs> yesterday on the air. <laughs> The only reason we brought up that it's National DJ Day mm-hmm. was so you would send us nice messages. Thank you for that. <laughs> but after seeing this viral video uh, later on in the day, yesterday, I, I kind of thought maybe we don't deserve a day because I definitely would not have handled this situation as well as this woman did. Uh <laughs> I, I, I think today should be National uh, Field Reporter Day. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Tell everyone the story. This reporter took one for the team, I would say. She's a 25-year-old reporter from West Virginia. On live TV, there was a water main that was hit by a car earlier that day, so water was everywhere, and it was also cold, so I think the water had also frozen on the West Virginia streets, so things were slippery. So the host back at the news station goes to throw it to the reporter in the field. Before she's able to say even one single word, an SUV slowly comes into frame and actually hits the reporter live on television. In freeze-thaw, we see this water main breaks. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. That's the first Um, for you on TV, Tori. We're all good. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. (laughs) I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so good. This girl's a magnet. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. This is a... She's pulling the camera back up. It fell over. You sure you're okay, Tori? We're good, Tim. Ma'am, you are so sweet and you are okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So the woman who was driving pulled over, checked on her. It was obviously an accident, but... uh and the good thing is she just got clipped. Like, she didn't get fully ru- run over. Like, the front fender of the SUV yeah. hit her. She got clipped. She fell forward into the camera. But it could have been much worse. The oh car could have driven God. over her leg very easily. But um, she just got bumped. I, I, I'm a little disappointed with Tim back at the station. Did it not sound like Tim should have been a little more concerned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, his face doesn't change expressions. I don't know if it's Botox or just alcohol and he doesn't care anymore. He's like a <laughs> seasoned TV vet who's scotch, seen it all. Scotch, scotch, <laughs> scotch. I think he even goes on to like act pretty neutral here. It is all good. You know, I... <laughs> oh, Lord. So you... You know, it's my last week on the job and I think this would happen. So you were bumped in... to me, Tim. Were you bumped down low, Tori, or were you hit up high? I couldn't really tell from the looking. Oh! I, I I don't even still. Do you know if I was bumped down lower up high, sir? I just saw you disappear. I don't even know. I don't even see. <laughs> he still doesn't. Yeah. He's like, oh, that was weird. Yeah. Great, uh, great questions, Tim. Hey, yeah. Now get to the water main, would you? <laughs> Hey, Tori, enough about you. Why are you trying to make this about you? I, I thought there was a water main breakdown uh, there. These these young reporters always so egotistical. It's always about them. Got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. The best of Taz and Jim. Way to go, Jim. I thought we had made up uh, and we were going to go into the weekend as friends, but now we're arguing again. Torn apart. You're telling me off the air about this article, and I refuse to believe that this is this is 
factual. I think you're getting something wrong here. No, no, no. If, if I have, then you can blame the Toronto Star because they, uh, they put this article out uh, and it's talking about Ontario's favorite booze over the last two years, basically since the pandemic started. So this is from a little before the pandemic, actually. It's February 3rd, 2019. Till September fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So most popular booze in Ontario. Yeah, and I also saw other articles sharing this information that the Toronto Star broke and called it embarrassing for Ontario. Was the narrative <laughs> that I saw because number one, it, uh, most popular drink in Ontario for the last three years at the Lickbo is Smirnoff Berry Blast. Come on. Number two, White Claw. Uh, hard seltzer, black cherry. There is no way this is accurate. Number three, twisted tea original. Number four, neutral soda lemon. And number five, white claw, hard seltzer. No mango. way. I'm looking at the top ten. So this here, is actually. this is out of all booze. So this includes spirits like uh, whiskey, Crown Royal, Tito's vodka, Grey Goose, yes. Bud Light, Miller Light. This You're is- telling me that Smirnoff Berry Blast is selling more units. Than Bud Light is. Yeah, are, are you that surprised? I mean, you walk I'm shocked. In, you walk into the LCBO though, and the biggest display is the Smirnoff stuff. They got you know if you know anything about okay. retail. Well, is this is this including sales at the beer store and grocery stores, or is this just the LCBO? Like, there's got to be a caveat here because there is no way Smirnoff Berry Blast, which I I don't think I have ever had in my life. I think you have, it looks like the rocket popsicle one, right? You know that one? It's like the blue, red, white one. I've had a traditional Smirnoff ice and there is nothing wrong with drinking (laughs) one of those on a hot summer day. In fact, icing a friend is a Canadian tradition. (laughs) Um, So this is, oh, Toronto Star's got this damn uh, subscription lock on it. So (laughs) there's a paywall. But I did see a quick thing before it and it did say LCBO specifically. All right. So So this is not, I knew something was up. But even if, yeah, but I mean, even from the LCBO, like the hottest spots in the retail section is always the end of the aisle. So that is always whatever's at the end of the aisle, which is where the Smirnoff always is and the Twisted Teas now. Coolers and seltzers have become very dominant in in this space in the past couple of years like you see a, a new type of seltzer coming out every couple of weeks it seems yeah and the beer companies themselves they're not revolutionizing the beer company like bud light's not coming out with new beer flavors necessarily they're coming out with seltzers and stuff like yeah, that and they're, that's they're true to chase that market so there's clearly the money there but i would say twisted tea is the one i would see the most often that was number three you i thought like that, that was number one uh-huh. And I think it's a lot of dudes going, I can't believe this. This is. But meanwhile, <laughs> they would secretly love a Palm Bay. You know, like they're delicious. I mean, you don't want to drink them all night because they can make you feel twice as bad in the morning. But come on. These, these drinks. What's, in, what, what's, what's in your Bubba mug? <laughs> Open up your Bubba mug there, a, tough no, guy. It's a Guinness. I'm smelling hints of berry <laughs> and blast. The best of Taz and Jim. And if you're uh, heading into the uh, the operating room and you hear that your surgeon is blaring ACDC over the speakers, don't panic. It's actually a good thing, Jim. Yes. Apparently, a study says that if surgeons listen to ACDC, they perform the surgeries faster and more accurately. Wow. So they were listening to <laughs> Highway to Hell and TNT. We're the same thing kids listen to before their hockey practice. Or, and adults, up. whatever. Gotta keep the energy up, yeah. right? Uh, 
uh, and they did 5% better on tests on accuracy. And uh, precision cut dropped from 236 seconds to 139 seconds. Kind of like uh, like Tony Stark was onto something because isn't that what he'd listen to when he was welding that Iron Man suit? <laughs> I think so. That could have been in his head because he was in a cave. ACDC but uh, yeah. I mean, when you're driving, you definitely drive faster when ACDC comes on. So I could see it. Surgeons perform better when listening to ACDC. I'll keep that in mind when I go in for my vasectomy in a couple months. I've got big Put on these headphones. Oh, you're not a fan of that one, Doc? What about this one here? Get at those vast deference, Doc. I want it quick and accurate. This is a full-on weekend at Bernie's situation, Jim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it got this far, but it's a great story. This story was actually sent to me by my aunt and said, okay. only in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> the Kelly clan is is uh, having a chuckle about this one. Very proud. Dude. Well, this will be my my girlfriend's aunt. They they live in England. I think they laugh at Irish people. Kind of like we laugh at Newfies almost. You know, I think that's the kind of... We're not allowed to do that anymore. <laughs> I, blame the, not, I blame the uppity British then. That's not acceptable. So this is what happened. Uh, there's two guys. Well, three guys walked into a pension office. One of them was there to collect their pension. 66-year-old Peter Doyle. Um, the other two men that were with them were uh, were very close to Mr. Doyle, like physically close to him. Almost looked like they were holding him up. <laughs> yeah, you know like when uh, Michael Jackson has those fake dancers on his shoulders? Was that Michael Jackson? No, that was that. like a Michael Jackson. I, like the guy who does the village people? Yeah, and he does all of them and they're all puppets? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like One that. real guy in the middle with it's the like fake that? guys? It's like that. <laughs> so the reverse. So Peter uh, Doyle was in the middle. Um, these two men had been there earlier trying to collect Mr. Doyle's pension, but they were told unless... Mr. Doyle was there in person to sign a document. They could not release his check. So they came back with, uh, with Peter and um, the, the, the person working at the pension office got a little concerned with how pale Mr. Doyle was looking. Okay, sign number one. It was at this point that the two men with him panicked and dropped him on the ground and ran out of the office. <laughs> so close. Yeah, uh, 66-year-old Peter Doyle was dead. Mm-hmm. Now, they claim he died on the walk over. <laughs> what are the odds? And they didn't notice. Uh, police weren't buying it. Uh, officers say that they uh, they went as far as, as making it look like uh, like Mr. Doyle was waving at people. <laughs> I wonder if they had a stick to his hand. 
or a string, maybe. I also love it too. They described him when they were, when they were carrying the, the 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 unfortunately dead man into the post office. His feet were dragging behind him. Uh-huh. Like they didn't tape the legs to their legs and like have them moving or anything. Well, it was like purely an unconscious or dead person. Everybody knows you just uh, you, you pretend that he was really drunk the night before, right? Yeah, put sunglasses well, on him. You're trying to pretend a dead body is still alive. You just make comments like, "Oh, big night at the pub last night, eh, Peter?" <laughs> you know Mr. Doyle. <laughs> Detectives are attempting to establish what laws were broken during the incident because it's kind of a rare one. <laughs> I believe fraud's on there somewhere. But these two men are in big trouble. And the mayor of the town this happened in says, I cannot believe anyone would do something like that. It beggars belief. I'm just shocked. It's like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. <laughs> But funnier. Great effort. I mean, I mean, obviously terrible people, but boy, they went for it. The best of Taz and Jim. Every day uh, at the start of the show, we post a fun little meme, something that somebody has sent us or that we saw on the internet that made us chuckle. So we, we share that with you every day. And the one that you posted today, Jim, is getting some good reaction. Tell everyone about it. It was a simple question that we've all been through, basically, if you've had a sibling. What was the wildest thing you've ever thrown at your sibling? And there's a lot of very dangerous answers here. Uh, Janelle says, I threw an anchor at my brother at the lake. Whoa. Uh, Paul says, I threw a pog slammer. It was kind of shaped like a ninja star. <laughs> Some of those slammers are scary. Uh, what, what is a pog? I know what the pogs are. They're the little uh, collectible circle things, but what's the slammer look like? Plastic? Metal? What's it made out of? It depends. The pogs themselves are cardboard or paper, but the slammers were generally metal or something heavy to disrupt as many pogs as possible right. so you wouldn't want to get hit with a pog no. slammer and a lot of them were shaped exactly like a ninja star uh or like a um a saw blade or something it's yeah very dangerous <laughs> the 90s come on <laughs> for a wild time this is a kid's toy speaking of kids toys sean this one is very relatable lawn darts how many times right. did your bro- older brother or somebody you know try to get one as close to you as possible without hitting you that's why you can't buy them unless you you find you know a guy who knows a guy now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. from America. Lawn darts aren't readily available like they were a couple decades ago. Also, the most thrown board game of all time. I threw a Monopoly board at my brother and it ripped in half. That was the last time we played Monopoly, says Phil. <laughs> Just uh, pure frustration. <laughs> Elizabeth says, "I once threw a bag of I once threw a bag of garbage unknown. It had broken glass in it." 17 stitches across the thigh. Needless to say, she never refused to take the garbage out again after that. Uh, Patty says, I threw one of those portable can openers that had a pointed end that punctured cans and stuck in the back of her leg. Oh, like the old school like uh, that you use on the apple juice can. Yeah. The triangle. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Michelle says, I once... <laughs> this is the time. It's like a throwing knife. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you got a scar in the shape of an apple juice hole on your leg. <laughs> That's my Alan's apple juice <laughs> scar. Uh, Michelle says, I gave our brother a black eye with a Pee Wee Herman lunchbox. Uh, this is something I can absolutely relate with. Uh, Adrian says, WWF wrestling ring, and then whip those hard-ass rubber wrestling oh, figures yeah. at them. Dude, your those your older brothers heft. did that to you? Oh, yeah. Well, my buddies, my buddy old, older brother did it to him and me. 
Those things could, you could hum those bad boys. They were not hollow at all. Those no. were just a solid piece of rubber plastic. And like, if you, if you use the King Kong Bundy, <laughs> or, you know, yes. one of the larger wrestlers, that's sure. a, that's a, that's a heavy piece of plastic. I'll tell you, this wasn't a, a toss, but I had three sisters growing up that I, I lived with and their main attack weapon and they'd swing it around like a mace by the leg a cabbage patch doll (laughs) you have the soft body but that head is just a solid piece of plastic yeah and the hard eyes right they come at you with the cabbage patch doll (laughs) you better start running